Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Appreciate all of you. Hope you're having a fantastic Wednesday. The Outkick podcast underway. We got a loaded show for you. Chris Mannix will hop on in hour two. And then in hour three, we will be joined by Shannon Spake to talk about the uh, incredible recovery of Ryan Newman after the big Daytona 500 uh, crash. A lot of discussion. NFL, CBA going on. Are the players going to vote for it or are they not? Also, uh, we will talk about all the different drama surrounding the NFL free agent quarterback positions and more. It's OutKick. It begins now, and I hope you enjoy it. OutKick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Wednesday wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. A lot to get to. Uh, With the NFL Combine going on, we're starting to get some early reads on whether or not teams are going to be committed to quarterbacks, what they might do in the draft. Joe Burrow commenting on the Bengals. We got a lot to unpack there that we are going to dive into. But I want to begin with news that broke... Late last night, I would say, or early this morning. I'm not sure exactly. I guess maybe more so early this morning than anything else. We've talked some about this NFL attempt to get their collective bargaining agreement done. Uh, And as part of that collective bargaining agreement, the NFL would potentially go to 17 games starting as soon as 2021. 
they would expand the playoffs to 14 teams from 12. Players would get 48% of all revenue. And uh, there was an expectation that the players were going to vote last week. And then all of a sudden, people started saying on Twitter, oh my God, why would you vote for this? All these different aspects. Well, the player representatives voted to send the, uh, the newest collective bargaining agreement on to the players. And what that means now is that if uh, there are roughly, whatever it is, 2,500 players roughly, again, who are eligible to vote on this, everybody doesn't have to vote. But however many players vote, if half of them plus one vote in favor of this CBA, then it becomes a reality. Uh, I believe this is a smart move for both players and owners uh, because this is the perfect time to go to the marketplace and sell uh, to the television networks and or the tech companies your NFL games for the next decade nearly, at least six or seven years into the future. And the reason why I think it's particularly smart is the stock market, notwithstanding what we've seen the past couple of days with the coronavirus uh, fears, is really strong. The economy in general is very strong. The unemployment rate is low. Per capita income is rising. CBS, NBC, Fox, and ABC, ESPN all have a lot of money to spend and that means that the players and the owners are likely to lock in a massive increase in their overall television revenue, potentially doubling it. And this is important because the players and the owners are teammates here. The owners get 52% of all of the NFL television revenue. The players are going to get 48%. So this is about as close to even as you can get. And there's a possibility that NFL television revenues could go from $7.5 billion a year to $15 billion a year, meaning that players would make tens of millions, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars more under this new CBA than they would under the existing CBA. And some people say, well, why would they do it now? There's still a year left on the existing CBA. Timing is everything. When you are coming to the market is a big deal in, uh, in, in terms of the timing here. And it's possible that, look, the NFL television ratings are up for the past two years, which is remarkable when you consider how many people are cutting the cord for cable and satellite and how many more entertainment options we all have out there than we used to. In 2020, we're going to have a highly competitive presidential election. Historically, in presidential election years, NFL ratings and sports ratings in general go down during the fall because a lot of people are paying attention to politics, believe it or not, on Saturday and Sunday uh, compared in Monday compared to watching NFL games. And so, as a result, the NFL wants to go to the television networks with its best foot forward, which is two straight years of increased ratings. And also, there's fear, and I think it's legitimate, that if uh, there were a new president, let's say Bernie Sanders, that the economy is not necessarily going to respond in a favorable way 
to a left-wing borderline socialist becoming president. That's not a political statement. That's just a business statement. And so as a result, if you have the ability because you are the players and you are the owners of locking in a incredible deal that is going to put you in good stead for the next six, seven, eight years into the future, why not go ahead and do that? This would give the NFL labor piece all the way to 2030, I believe, which is a long way away, and who knows what in the world the uh, the media environment might look like by 2030. But this is, uh, I think, a really smart move by the NFL and their players if they can get it done. Reports are that if the players don't vote in favor of this, the owners will just table everything and come back with, uh, with negotiations next year. Now, the other impact that's significant here is the teams need to know what rules they are playing under for purposes of the CBA. Because this is the last full year of the existing CBA, there is a process by which teams could use both the franchise tag and the transition tag on any of their free agents. That means that player movement would be somewhat restricted more so than it would be if they uh, adopt a new CBA, which would only allow you to have the one franchise tag to be able to break out. Now, that may very well sound complicated, and I understand that a lot of sports fans don't sit around saying, hey, I really care about the collective bargaining agreement, but I do think this is significant. And if you remember the strike or the lockouts that we have seen in other sports, whether it's football, baseball, hockey, basketball, over the years, having labor peace between management and employees is a big deal. And now the ball is in uh, the player's court to see whether or not they can make this happen. Now, I understand, again, that this is kind of a complicated subject. I'll open up the phone lines on why I think this is significant. 877-996-6369 if there are any questions from you guys out there about this existing uh, CBA. Let me go ahead and bring in the crew. And again, I know this for some of you feels like a really complex topic, but it is a significant and important one. What do you guys think, if anything, uh, about this storyline? I'm going to go in reverse here. Eddie, you're the update guy. Have you been paying attention to the CBA uh, battles? And if so, what questions do you have that potentially could arise here? Well, yeah, obviously I have been paying attention to it. I'm curious that, did they change the way the voting goes in that it didn't need to be a two-thirds majority? It just had to be a straight majority? And is that carrying over to the players as well? Well, so I think there was a poor job of reporting on this. And I don't think it was intentional. I think this is just a complicated subject and people aren't that well-versed in it because it doesn't come up that often. Initially, there were confusing aspects of this story. First of all, there's like a players advisory committee that voted six to five not to recommend that the players vote for this uh, deal. And and then people said, well, you need a two-thirds membership vote in order from the player representatives, every team, all 32 of them, have one individual player representative. And then they were like, and we need two-thirds approval from those guys. And then it later emerged that all that really matters is the total player votes uh, you need for there to be 
50% plus one of the players that actually vote. Not the total players, but the players that actually vote. There might only be, I don't know, there's 2,500 eligible if uh, if we get roughly the same turnout for the NFLPA votes as we get for the United States uh, elections. You know, maybe 60%, 55% of eligible voters will actually vote, but it would be whatever that percentage of voters is plus one over 50%. Uh, to get us to, uh, to to the magic level where this would be a ratified CBA. But that's a smart question. I think it was confusing to a lot of people the way it was covered. My understanding, based on all the reading that I've done, is all that matters now is 50% of players in favor of it plus one. So, uh, so that's the way that it goes by ratification. Not a massive majority required uh, of the players that actually decide to vote. And if I were advising... If I were, uh, if a players called me or if I were an agent or somebody was asking me, I say yes. I think it makes sense for the players. I think this is a great deal. Uh, 17 games, knocking the preseason down to three, adding two playoff teams, 48% of all revenue. And I think it's a great deal in particular because timing is everything in much of life and the economy is strong right now. And you have uh, the, the certainty that in the spring and summer, unless this coronavirus takes off, which I don't think it is in the context of totally dismantling global uh, global uh, economies, then I think that we're going to be fine throughout the spring and the summer and into the fall. Next year, I don't necessarily have that same confidence. So does that make sense uh, in terms of answering that question? Yes. What, about, what about you, Dub? Any questions you had about this? Yeah, from what I've read, it seems like the 17th game is the big you know, controversy within the players, but... I feel like there's a do you think there's a big split within the players about the 17th game because you know a vast majority of the NFL they're not making you know Drew Brees, you know yeah. Patrick Mahomes, Derrick Henry money. They're making the median salaries about a million dollars. I feel like there's going to be a pretty big split on who actually does want and doesn't want this 17th game. I just want to know your your thoughts on that because like I said the median salary is about a million dollars. So that one extra game would mean a fairly significant amount of more money for these guys. Yeah, there's a big d- uh, jump also in the minimum salary, which goes to your point, which is we tend to think about pro sports and expect that all the athletes that play it make so much money. But there are a lot of guys who may, and again, I'm not saying a million dollars a year or $500,000 a year is not a lot of money. It is relative to most jobs. But in most jobs, you don't cap out at four or five years of service. The average NFL uh, career is 3.6 seasons. So even if you make, let's say, you know, $500,000 a year for 3.6 seasons, you're banking, let's say, a little bit shy of $2 million. That's not a bad earnings for four years, but at 26, your career is over. So you have to then go back into the marketplace and figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life. And yeah, you may have made a couple million dollars, but you knock out nearly 40% of that for taxes and you're talking about somebody who made $2 million coming out of the league at best, depending on what state they live in, with $1.1, $1.2 million uh, for their entire NFL career. And that's a nice salary to have made, but it's not like you can retire on that. You still got to go find another job. So a big part of your question, Dub, which I think is significant, is what percentage of NFL players, let's, let's pretend that this gets contentious, what percentage of NFL players could actually afford to sit out for an entire year and not make any money without their finances collapsing? I think it's at most, at the absolute most, 
And that's why ultimately the NFL Players Association doesn't have that strong of a uh, of a position because they're employees and they have to get paid. And I know it's uh, kind of a cliche to, to make fun of athletes for making bad financial decisions, but in in terms of larger society, what percentage of my listenership could go a year without working uh, for an entire year and be fine? I bet it's less than 20%. And that's why I've always said I gave you advice, I think, uh, earlier this week or last week. I guess I was on vacation last week. My advice has been live on the salary you get. If you get a raise, continue to live on the salary you already had. Live one paycheck behind your salary increases and save the money in the meantime that you get from that salary increase. So let's say you have a great year and you go from making $40,000 to $55,000 a year. Still live on the forty k and bank the $15,000 that you got as a raise as your savings. It's a smart way to live, uh, and it keeps you in decent financial shape, hopefully, and allows you to build a little bit of a nest egg in the event that things go poorly because people are constantly changing jobs. And the reality is, no matter how good you are at your job, given how much corporate downsizing and shifting and technological disruption there is in this country, almost everybody out there, including me, it's happened to me, is going to get fired at some point, even if you're doing a great job. That's not an indictment of you. That's just the way the larger economy works. So my advice would be live a paycheck behind where you actually are making your salary increase. And I would say the same thing for NFL players as I would for your average uh, person out there that's working in a factory. Uh, so I, I think that's the uh, I, I think that's the rub, and I, and I think most people would be uh, in favor of this as players. What about you, uh, Danny G? Anything that stands out, out to you? I'm curious about the money breakdown for each side. I think I read a week ago that 47 percent is what the players' share of league revenue is. If they go to 18, they get 40. For, I'm sorry, 17 games. They 48 get 48 percent and a half. Okay, 40. I think it's 48. Maybe possibly going to 48 and a half. So roughly that would be $5 billion in a 10-year period extra for the players. I didn't hear the final numbers on that. I was curious about the money for each side. Well, they won't know for sure until they go to market and sell the television rights. So obviously they're projecting revenues out into the future based on everything, right? Uh, Stadium, seating tickets, uh, revenue. But the big money here is television. The big place where uh, the NFL makes money is television. And right now, NBC, CBS, Fox, and, uh, and Disney, uh, Disney, ESPN, ABC are all poised to spend a lot of money uh, on these television rights. And so 48% of that money, roughly, is going to go to players. And there's projections that the market could be so hot right now that they could go from $7.5 billion in yearly revenue to $15 billion, which means they would increase by $7.5 billion. Some of the projections are lower, $4.5 or $5 billion. All of them are really good. So the players stand to make a lot more money, and that's a part of this that I don't think gets enough attention from media or fans. The players and owners are in the same business together. They want a rising tide is lifting all boats here. The owners want to make as much money as they can. The players want to make as much money as they can. That's the benefits of capitalism. And right now the market is hot. 
And so I do legitimately believe that the owners are concerned, and I think it's valid, that if they wait till next year, you'll have potentially a brand new president. Maybe. Who knows? It's going to be a roughly 50-50 election. And right now, the Democrat who's favored to be elected is Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders would not be good for business in this country compared to Donald Trump. That's not a political statement. That is an economic reality. So if you have a product to sell, there will be a much less robust market, in theory, if Bernie Sanders is elected. There's also the possibility that even if Donald Trump is reelected, the economy's just not as good next spring and summer. And if the economy's not as good, there's less advertising money to be had. And so as a result, you would end up with a situation where Donald Trump is sitting back and the economy's gone down, and suddenly CBS, NBC, uh, Fox, and uh, ABC, ESPN, don't have enough money to spend. And if all of that happens, then the players and the owners both lose out. I'll open up the phone lines uh, as we go to break here. I'll also uh, come back and talk to you about what I think is going to be the wildest year of NFL free agency at the quarterback market ever. What did we learn Uh, about the Carolina Panthers, the Tennessee Titans, the Oakland Raiders, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, and more as it pertains to Joe Burrow, Ryan Tannehill, by the way, Tom Brady also out there, Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, a lot of different owners and GMs talking yesterday at the NFL Combine up in Indianapolis. I'll tell you what I think we learned. That's next. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Him Sex Shoes and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is 
getting you down. It's time to change that. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros. That's HIMS.com slash two pros for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash two pros. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Sex chews are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Appreciate all of you out there hanging out with us. NFL Combine officially starts tomorrow. It's going to be in prime time. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. What is it? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think four or five days of action in Indianapolis. But lots of people are meeting the media. And when I say Combine starts, it's already started. But it will officially start in terms of on-the-field drills, the 40s. Uh, the shuttle cones, the bench presses, the uh, all of that. Right now we're getting a lot of medical treatments and we're having players and GMs and coaches meet the media. And the biggest storyline in the NFL, notwithstanding the CBA, which we may get some news on in the next couple of days, either today or tomorrow, I think we'll know whether the NFL has got a uh, CBA, collective bargain agreement, in place. And I think they will. I think the players will vote in favor of this latest deal that is now in front of them. But in the meantime, the big storyline, in addition to Joe Burrow and Tua Tagovailoa and Justin Herbert and where all those guys are going to be going at the quarterback position, is what's going to happen with free agency at quarterback Tom Brady uh, out there about to uh, to hit the market, Phillip Rivers, uh, a lot of other guys potentially. And there were a lot of GMs and coaches talking about their quarterback situations and some of them we have audio for you. Other I have uh, Others I have just pulled quotes. 
And uh, so let's start with what I think could be an integral part of this free agent market, and it's what are the Tennessee Titans going to do? And in particular, the Titans have two big free agents, Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. What are they going to do with both of those guys? If the CBA passes, they would have the ability to franchise tag only one of them. And Titans GM John Robinson was asked about the team's status uh, with Ryan Tannehill and what they thought about him, and here's what he said. Yeah, we'll 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 we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, he, he he's under contract here for the next few weeks, and um, he did a great job for us. And um, you know, we'll we'll start those those talks and and see kind of where those go. And um, just like all the other players, so that is not a full-throated endorsement of the idea of Ryan Tannehill coming back to the Tennessee Titans at all. In fact, that sounds like the kind of statement that is going to be made of, well, we're going to look at the marketplace at large. And one of the big questions the Titans have is, is this a Nick Foles-like situation where a guy gets hot for a relatively short number of games, you potentially overpay him, and you handcuff yourself in the process? And I would just say this, Ryan Tannehill went out and got a new agent. When you go get a new agent, it's typically not a sign that you expect for things to go incredibly smoothly. In other words, if you felt like, hey, the Titans are going to come to me, they're going to give me 75 or $100 million, this is a no-brainer, I don't think you go out and have a brand new agent. If you think you're going to get franchise tagged, I don't think you go get a brand new agent. It suggests to me that the Titans and Ryan Tannehill is going to be a marketplace-based uh, discussion and debate and could could also impact what's going to happen with Tom Brady because I remain convinced that the best possible marketplace for Tom Brady, if he were to leave the New England Patriots, is the Tennessee Titans. The Titans have a good offensive line really talented young wide receiver core, solid tight ends, and if they franchise tag Derrick Henry, you'd have arguably the best running back in the NFL behind you if you were Tom Brady. Not to mention, Mike Vrabel is the head coach. He's a former teammate of yours and a great friend. So if all of those things are true, which I believe that they are, then I think there's a decent possibility that if Tom Brady decides to leave New England, And I still think the most likely outcome is that Tom Brady stays in New England. But I think if he leaves, he's going to go to the Tennessee Titans. I really do 100% believe that the Titans are the best fit for Tom Brady in terms of trying to win a Super Bowl in the next two years. Uh, But we will have to see whether or not that ends up happening. We also have audio from other teams. Let's unpack some of these other situations. Uh, First of all, Uh, Let's hear what Mike Mayock had to say about Derek Carr and his future with the now Vegas Raiders. I'm very happy with Derek Carr. What I've told everybody I've been in touch with since the day I took this job is we're going to evaluate every position every year. And if we can get better, we will. And guys get tired of me saying that, but that's really what I told Mark Davis before I took the job, and that's my mantra. So we'll see whether or not Derek Carr is the guy. John Gruden has had two years to try and work with Derek Carr. Is year three going to be a reality, or could the Raiders be one of these teams in the free agent market, or 
in the draft that's looking to move up and draft their quarterback of the future. Danny G, you're a big Raiders fan. What do you think they're going to do? There's a lot of buzz surrounding Jordan Love. Yeah. He's a good fit with Gruden. He gushes about Gruden. Gruden gushes over him. So I could see the Raiders drafting him at 19 if he's still on the board. Yeah. And then would you think that he is, uh, that Derek Carr is still the starter for week one, or do you think they go ahead and release Derek Carr? That's the wild card. You could maybe trade Derek Carr for, say, a second round pick to somebody. I don't think anybody would give a second round pick for Derek Carr. Uh, that's what they would hope for. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> and then, you know, obviously, if you could get, Brady for a year or two and Jordan Love could learn behind yeah. him that would be I don't think there's any way the Tom Brady bet. is going to Oakland then I would keep Carr for one season and have Love learn behind him and push Carr to be the best quarterback he can be uh okay so that is the Raiders we also have audio of of uh, former Baylor coach Matt Rule now the Carolina Panther coach he has brought in Joe Brady who was the quarterback coach last year for Joe Burrow this is what he had to say I'm unbelievably excited to get to get a chance to work with Cam. Um, I mean, he is a diligent guy. He's working so hard, um, both in Atlanta and in Carolina, to get himself healthy. You know, you meet him. He's a, he's this massive man, impressive man, and um, I've really enjoyed getting to know him. I'm excited to get him healthy. Obviously, um, you know, that's the number one goal for us. Um, he's doing a great job of doing his part. We have to make sure that we're doing our part as we try to get him healthy for the 2020 season. I probably won't say about anybody that, they'll, hey, they'll be a starter. I'll try to be really, you know, um, especially in my first year, try to be really um, uh, disciplined about not promising things to certain guys. I'll just say that I really want them on the team, and I really want them to be healthy. And I won't speculate maybe on the future of really any player on our team, you know, but I'd like to get him healthy. I'd like to get him out there. All right, so Cam has one year remaining on his existing deal, and he's relatively affordable at $19 million-ish uh, in terms of his salary. I understand what Matt Rule said there. Don't necessarily pay as much attention to what coaches and GMs say. Pay more attention to what they're doing. And right now, the Carolina Panthers seem thoroughly focused on rebuilding this franchise. And if they are thoroughly focused on rebuilding this franchise and going young, I don't really think Cam Newton makes much sense. Now, they might even decide, hey, we'll go ahead and let Cam Newton be the starting quarterback this year. And then we finish out his contract, allow him to be an unrestricted free agent. Maybe they even let him start the season. And then as the season progresses, if guys need quarterbacks, if there are injuries, maybe there's more demand for Cam Newton if he establishes that he is healthy. Uh, But I think the Carolina Panthers would like to move on from Cam Newton, get a quarterback in the draft, uh, and start the Matt Rule era with a young guy. I still think it's possible that Carolina pieces together some of their assets and tries to move up. Uh, I tossed out the idea of, uh, on this show, potentially, let's say, the Carolina Panthers giving up uh, Christian McCaffrey and the number seven overall pick, giving that to the Detroit Lions in exchange for their number three overall pick. Is that a trade you would make if you were a Lions fan? I kind of like that trade. Matthew Stafford then gets the possibility to hand off to Christian McCaffrey, the best running back that he's ever had. You give Matthew Stafford a chance to finally make it to the playoffs and win a playoff game, and you still have a number seven overall pick. If you're the Panthers, yes, Christian McCaffrey is phenomenal, but are you really going to give him 15 or $16 million a year at the running back position, which is what he's going to want in the next couple of years? And going up to three, 
you get the opportunity to go draft to a Tagovailoa. I would think that would be something that would get Carolina Panther fans pretty excited, especially if there are people out there, uh, Matt Rule, Joe uh, Brady, who believe that Tua is going to be a big-time playmaker in the NFL. And then you could move on Cam Newton. Maybe you get a third-round pick for him from somebody, fourth-round pick, whatever it is. You get his $19 million off the books, and you free yourself up to go get some weapons for uh, Tua on that offense that you're remaking. Just an idea that I would potentially consider. It's also possible Panthers stay at seven, go draft Justin Herbert, go draft uh, somebody else, maybe trade back. Maybe they like uh, Jake Fromm, whoever they like, Jacob Eason. Uh, There are a lot of different angles to look at here. I mean, there are five or six guys that have a claim that they could be a first-round pick, depending on how many quarterbacks are taken in the first round. So that was the Carolina Panther perspective. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers still have to make a decision about what they are going to do at their quarterback position. Uh, This is uh, a sign that things may not be necessarily uh, very good for Jameis Winston. This is from Greg Allman at The Athletic. Bruce Arians on Jameis Winston, quote, he's an unknown quantity to me still. If your quarterback is an unknown quantity to your head coach after five years of tape, it's probably a sign that your quarterback is not the long-range future of this uh, franchise. Bruce Arians also said uh, if there were quarterbacks that he'd pick up the phone for in free agency, Bruce Arians, head coach, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, said Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers is another guy we'll see. So uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, to me, based on what Bruce Arians is saying, do not seem like a team that's willing or likely to give Jameis Winston either the franchise tag of $25 million plus or anything else in that neighborhood when it comes to uh, the dollar figure at play. And then the other big quarterback news was Joe Burrow. Do we have any Joe Burrow audio, Danny G? Joe Burrow was asked about uh, you know his uh, his interest in playing for the Cincinnati Bengals, whether he would hold out, uh, whether there was any possibility that he would pull an Eli Manning or a John Elway, and effectively he said, "Hey, I'm going to play for whoever drafts me." Here's that audio. I'll play whoever for for whoever drafts me. You know, I'm I'm just not going to be presumptuous about you know what what they want to do. I it's the draft. You guys have been covering it for a long time. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, of course I want to be the first pick. You know, it's that's that's every kid's dream. You know, I'm I've worked really really hard for this opportunity, and I'm blessed to be in this position. And uh, a lot of people helped me get here. Um, so I'm I'm just really excited to be in this place. All right, those are all of what I would say are the major quarterback stories that came out of the NFL Combine yesterday. As I said, listen to what the GMs, the players, and the coaches say, but pay more attention to their action. We'll unpack some of this. I'll bring in the crew. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Want to bring in the crew, get their takes here on what they believe is the most likely interesting outcome that could happen at the quarterback position, either in the draft right now, and obviously this can change as more information arises and uh, as more moves become uh, readily apparent, including what's going to happen with the CBA, which the players are voting on here soon. 
And what at quarterback do you believe is going to be the most interesting move? And I will give you a prediction that is rooted in a caveat. If Tom Brady leaves New England, and I still think the most likely outcome is Patriots, Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, they all come to their senses and they don't let Brady leave. They make the offer too good for him. But if Brady leaves, I believe he's going to go to the Tennessee Titans. And if the Titans get Brady, then that opens up Ryan Tannehill to potentially move somewhere else in uh, the uh, in the NFL as well. And I think there are a lot of teams that would be interested in him based on what they saw on the field last year. So my prediction is, if this can count as a prediction, if Brady leaves, because I still think Brady is most likely to stay in New England, he's going to go to the Titans and play for former teammate Mike Vrabel, which will free up Ryan Tannehill. I, I believe that based on the audio. Danny G, can you pull up that audio one more time? I, I'm big at listening to words when it comes to how you respond. John Robinson was asked about Derrick Henry and effectively said, hey, we're going to try to do whatever we can to make sure that we keep him. And he was asked about Tom Brady and it, I mean, sorry, he was asked, he dodged the Brady questions, but he was asked about Ryan Tannehill and listen to this. Does this sound like a team that's 100% committed to the idea of Ryan Tannehill being their starting quarterback? Yeah, we'll 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 see how it goes. Um, you know, he he he's under contract here for the next few weeks, and um, he did a great job for us. And um, you know, we'll we'll start those those talks and and see kind of where those go. And um, just like all the other players. Yeah, if you love your quarterback, we'll start those tar- talks and see where they go. Is not an answer that you give. You say, well, he's going to be our quarterback. We can franchise tag him if we have to, or uh, we will pay whatever we need to to keep him here. We'll see how it goes. That's not a comment that you make if you are committed to your quarterback. And you can contrast that very easily with what he said about Derrick Henry, where he was a lot more effusive in his praise. John Robinson, that is, the Titans GM. So I think they're opening up the door to explore the free agent market. And to me, the only free agent quarterback that really makes a lot of sense is Tom Brady. Now, there have been reports before that the Titans liked Phillip Rivers. So they may kick the tires there. Phillip Rivers is from North Alabama, which isn't very far away from Nashville, even though he's purportedly moved his family to the Panhandle down in Florida. That's an easy flight to make. I make that flight. It's 45 minutes. Rivers could easily go back and forth between there. And frankly, you go back and forth between there and Indianapolis just as easy. I think Phillip Rivers is going to go to Indianapolis. I think he'll be the starting quarterback for the Colts next year. What prediction would you make, Danny G, at the quarterback position? I'll give you kind of a wild prediction. This is a long, long shot, but it would make sense for both teams. So we got the report yesterday that Dak Prescott's agent hasn't talked to the Cowboys in months. Yeah, I should have included that as part of the – yes, hasn't yeah. talked to the – Stephen Rivers – said that he has not talked to Dak Prescott's agent since September. Crazy. So I'm going to say that because of Jerry Jones' age and because he needs that Super Bowl ring right now, he's going to let Prescott go in free agency. He will sign Brady for two years, $60 million, to try to win a ring right now. Prescott will trade places and go to New England Belichick will see Prescott as the future and break the bank a little bit finally for a quarterback and give Dak a long-term contract. That's a blockbuster move. 
That would shake sports talk radio to its core. It would shake all of sports to its core. <laughs> if you switched and had Dak go to New England, join up with Belichick uh, and Kraft and that, uh, that dynasty, and then you had Brady make the move down to New England. I will say, and I'm going to get everybody else's picks when we come back, I will say this, and by the way, we'll open up phone lines if you want to weigh in. In hour two, we're also going to be joined by Chris Mannix. Hour three, we are scheduled to be joined by Shannon Spake, 877-996-6369 with your free agent predictions and or draft predictions surrounding the quarterback position, which I believe this is going to be the most exciting and the wildest quarterback marketplace that we have ever seen in NFL history. But Brady, obviously, is a fulcrum. He is a linchpin in terms of how much movement we might actually see. Because if Brady truly leaves New England, he obviously opens up the Patriots' uh, job, uh, quarterback, which hasn't existed for nearly a generation. But he's also going to be bumping somebody else. So if the Titans, for instance, made that move, then Ryan Tannehill and Marcus Mariota are both back out into the free agent market. uh, And there are teams that are interested in them. If Brady went to the Cowboys, for instance then Dak Prescott suddenly on the marketplace, all of those things. It's not just Brady moving. It's also Brady opening up his job and putting more people into free agency. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. 
Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We are hanging out here. Big story uh, last night is, and early into this morning, that the NFL Players Association is now voting on the CBA, which would increase the number of NFL games to 17 and would also expand the playoffs in the NFL from 12 to 14 teams only the number one overall seed would get a buy uh this vote evidently going on today there's been a lot of I would say confusing information out there and I understand this by the way if you are a uh if you're a fan sometimes it's hard to follow stories like these because the information from the media is confusing and this is a story that isn't talked about that much so I try to dive into stories like these to make sure that I give you accurate information. And the big takeaway here is eliminate everything else that you've heard so far. All that matters is of the NFL players that are voting, and there are roughly 2,500 of them that are eligible, all they need is 50% plus one vote, and this thing passes. All right, 50% plus one vote. Uh, The NFL player reps voted, and according to multiple uh, reports out there, Uh, The NFL uh, team representatives, every team has their own representative. They voted 17 to 14 in favor of it with one member abstaining. Uh, So I don't know why you would be a, a player rep and abstain from voting. But regardless, a small majority of the individual team representatives voted in favor of it. That would suggest to me, and I don't even know if they released the total numbers of votes, but would suggest to me that the players are likely to vote in favor of this. Uh, And if I were an agent, I would tell my players that I think it's a good deal, uh, in particular because now is the right time to go to the television marketplace and get as much money as you can while the economy is still doing well while the unemployment rate is so low, while NBC, CBS, Fox, and Disney, ESPN, ABC all have a lot of money to spend. And you could hope that Amazon, uh, that Apple, that Google, that Facebook, that one of the tech companies could come in and maybe make a big bid for the NFL Sunday ticket, which I think there's a good chance will be leaving exclusivity on DirecTV. So that is a big story. That's a big matzo ball, so to speak, hanging out there as players have to make decisions about whether or not to vote in favor of uh, this this new CBA. 
as we went to break, if you're just waking up with us, we were talking about all the different quarterback drama that both existing teams and uh, and in the draft that is out there. And we were asking, I was asking the crew to give me their biggest dramatic outcome that could happen. And by the way, if you're a big basketball fan, we're going to be joined by Chris Mannix, who is our NBA insider. And also, he was out there for the Deontay Wilder-Tyson Fury fight. So we'll ask him what he thought about that fight. Uh, but last night, Zion and LeBron James going head-to-head in L.A. with LeBron James and the Lakers emerging as uh, the victorious party there. Uh, but let's circle back around here on the NFL free agent market. I said that if Tom Brady leaves the New England Patriots, and I still think the most likely outcome is that he will stay in New England, but if he leaves, I think the best destination for him is the Tennessee Titans, and I used as evidence Titans GM John Robinson really hemming and hawing essentially when he was asked about whether he was committed to Ryan Tannehill or what the expectation was there. Uh, So we have to see what happens with the Titans, but based on the way they're talking about Ryan Tannehill, it sounds like they want to potentially kick the tires on Tom Brady and other free agents that will be out there potentially at the quarterback position. So that is one aspect of this uh, of this big uh, quarterback drama. Danny G said, even crazier, that he still thinks Brady goes to the Dallas Cowboys, that then Dak Prescott ends up with the New England Patriots. That would be one heck of a story to be sure. Uh, let me bring in Dub. Dub, if you had to make one prediction about the NFL free agent market or the quarterback drafting market, and by the way, the Bengals taking Joe Burrow doesn't count. I mean, something that might surprise people or you believe could happen that would be incredibly intriguing. What would be your prediction? All right, I'm going with two quarterbacks that are two of my favorites. I think Phillip Rivers is going to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's going to team up with Bruce Arians, who's had success in a similar situation back in Arizona when he brought in Carson Palmer. Strong take. And I can they see went that. On a nice, a couple of nice little playoff runs there. But then the next question, the more important question, quite frankly, is what's next for Jameis Winston? Because I will be devastated if Jameis Winston is not back on a football field next season because he's my favorite player in the NFL to watch. I think. He's and by the way, the- favorite player to watch because you have no idea what's going to happen every time he drops back to pass. Touchdown, interception. I mean, he is an electric factory when it comes to, uh, to outcome. 30-30 club, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, unheard of. So my boy Jameis, he, he's got new eyes now. He wouldn't have he, his that's LASIK right. He wouldn't procedure. got LASIK. So I think the Bears are going to take a shot with Jameis, uh, Jameis Winston. Have him, you know, for the beginning of the season, sit behind Mitchell Trubisky. And surely, as the season progresses, the fans in Chicago will, you know, ironically, they'll be wanting Jameis Winston on the field to play quarterback for them. So this is going to result in one of two things, and but one of two things, and both. Uh, both involve sadness for two franchises that are pretty much cursed when it comes to the quarterback position. Either Jameis Winston is going to go play for the Bears and he's going to continue to turn the ball over 30 times and the Bears will still be stuck without a quarterback, or he will miraculously improve and the Buccaneers will have let a guy go that eventually leads the Bears to the playoffs. That's an interesting interesting theory. I do think that Jameis, by the way, if, you, if you're just joining us, there are two quotes from Bruce Arians that to me sound like the quotes from somebody who is moving on from Jameis Winston. Uh, and uh, that is, we'll still see, wait to see, uh, that Bruce Arian said, quote, Jameis Winston is an unknown quantity to me. That's according to Greg Allman. And also, 
uh, asked for examples of NFL quarterbacks he'd pick up in free agency, pick up the phone for. Bruce Arian said Tom Brady and your guy who you predicted just now, Dub, will end up in Tampa Bay, Philip Rivers. All right, so that is an intriguing story to follow. What about you, Eddie Garcia? What would you say is an NFL free agent quarterback drama or draft drama that could emerge that you think is somewhat likely? Well, there's nothing like, you know, thinking about this, giving it thought, and then hearing Dub say almost exactly word for word <laughs> what I was about to say. So You were think, legitimately going to say Jameis goes to Chicago? No, no. I was going to say Phillip Rivers goes to Tampa Bay. I think Bruce Arians had enough of a young quarterback who likes to throw the ball around to the other team. And I know some will say, well, Phillip Rivers is an older Jameis Winston. But two years ago, he had 28 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. The year after that, 33 touchdowns 12 interceptions yes he was bad last year I think he still has some decent football in him and I think Bruce Arians as uh was said uh with the reclamation project of Carson Palmer in Arizona I think he feels like he could do the same thing great wide receivers that's worth mentioning in Tampa Bay with Mike Evans with Chris Godwin with Perryman and then also with OJ Howard who really hasn't been able to come into his own they need a running back. I would say somebody reliable behind uh, behind center that they can rely on. Still probably need some work on the offensive line. But that's an offense that has a lot of strong points. And defensively, they can get after the quarterback. So I think the Bucks could, if they had the right quarterback, really turn it around next year with Bruce Arians. I'm with you. All right. And so where does Jameis go? <sighs> um, Your big prediction, by the way, was just Phillip Rivers goes to Tampa Bay. Well, I want to be accurate about it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but it's not that big of a prediction. You didn't you didn't even take the next well, step and say so and Jameis is going to go. Right, so what am I going to do to top Danny G? Nothing. I'm, I'm Yeah, screwed. I know Danny G went with the Hail Mary. Yes, <laughs> the double move there. But where would Jameis go? Because if you believe Philip Rivers is going to go to Tampa Bay, then Jameis goes out. Is he a starter or is he just a backup somewhere? Uh, I could see him being a backup somewhere. Yeah. All right, so you think effectively Jameis Winston starting quarterback, the 30-for-30 club, uh, the last pass that he threw at Tampa Bay, intercepted return for a touchdown in overtime, the first pass that he ever threw at Tampa Bay, intercepted return for a touchdown, that that will be closing the book on the Jameis Winston experience. In Tampa Bay, yes. Yeah, but even as a starter, I mean, if he's not going to get an opportunity as a starter, it's relatively unlikely that you become Ryan Tannehill, right? I mean, the number of guys who get benched and then come back uh, as a backup and regain a starting job, relatively small. Nick Foles has done it. Uh, I believe Kurt Warner has done it. Now Ryan Tannehill has done it. But guys who resurrect their career in the NFL is a relatively short list. And I'm not talking about guys who never had opportunities. I'm talking about a guy who has multi-years as a starter, like Ryan Tannehill had multiple years with the Miami Dolphins to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. They basically said this is not going to work. They moved on. He comes back for the Titans, wins back the job. That happened with Kurt Warner uh, when he went out to Arizona after he eventually left uh, St. Louis and the Giants. He ends up back a starter again. Same thing has happened with, uh, with Nick Foles. He got big payday. But relatively speaking, you guys may be able to hit me with a couple of other guys who have done that. It doesn't happen very often. So the odds of Jameis, if Tampa Bay moves on, becoming a starter who's worth a lot of money in this league again is relatively low. I'm, I'm going to say Jameis goes to Las Vegas to back up Derek Carr. I could see that. I could see I could see uh, John Gruden being somewhat tantalized yeah. by the Jameis Winston potential and thinking he could fix him. I could I, see that being a reality. I say if Brady goes to the Cowboys, 
uh, Belichick says, screw Tom Brady, and then he says, I'm, I could win with Jameis Winston. That would b- legitimately blow my mind. <laughs> Both Brady going to the Cowboys, which is a huge story in and of itself, but Bill Belichick saying the guy who is going to continue the New England Patriot <laughs> dynasty is Jameis Winston. We're going to win at an incredibly high level with him. Is that your legitimate prediction, and Roberto? The, and the Raiders uh, trade up to get Tua. Now that would be interesting. Yeah. What if 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 Tua to me? I was talking about how I think for the free agent quarterbacks that Tom Brady is kind of the, uh, the the linchpin, the crucible moment here. If Brady leaves New England, then I think he sets off the chaos theory in NFL free agency. Yeah, very true. Because there's so many different teams that are pursuing him, and there are so many different teams. Like I don't, I don't think he'd go to the Raiders, but that sets off all sorts of alarm bells, right? Uh, the Titans, the Bucks, the, the the Cowboys, the Colts. There are a lot of teams that would immediately try to persuade Tom Brady that he should come join them, which would open up an inc- – I mean, Brady would become, if he decided to leave, the biggest free agent in the history of the NFL. Right now, I would say the biggest free agent in the history of the NFL, Peyton Manning. Several years ago, if you remember, they had helicopters following him when he went on all his team visits – Comes down to the San Francisco 49ers, Denver Broncos, Tennessee Titans. He is, I believe, uh, Peyton Manning, the biggest free agent there has ever been in the history of the NFL. Brett Favre is probably number two at the quarterback position for sure, but quarterback matters so much more. Those two guys, biggest free agents in the history of the NFL. If Tom Brady goes to the market, I think he will be the biggest free agent in the history of the NFL. And I think that's because... Brady is a bigger star right now than either Manning or Favre were, as big of stars as they were. And I think there's a bigger market for Brady because people were like, how much does Brett Favre have left? And also, Brett Favre did the free agent bit a couple of different years. And the Peyton Manning, there was big questions about his health. A lot of teams said, hey, we don't think he's going to come back. He did come back. He took the Broncos to two Super Bowls in four years, won one of them. That was a masterful job by John Elway. But Brady is the linchpin. Brady is the domino that sets off a cascade of NFL free agent wackiness at the quarterback position. The other one in the uh, in the draft is Tua. Because we feel pretty good about Joe Burrow going number one overall to the Bengals. Is it possible that somebody puts together a package that is so unbelievably good in terms of an offer that the Cincinnati Bengals can't say no to it and they decide they'll trade back and take Chase Young? Yes, certainly that's possible. Anything is possible when it comes to the NFL draft. But I think the Bengals are a substantial favorite to be taking Joe Burrow at this point in time. And Bengal fans, by the way, are so insecure about this. They are tweeting me all day long, every day, the Bengals are going to take Joe Burrow. It's like they, they're like the crying uh, guy defending Britney Spears back in the day on YouTube. I, it's it's just such a uh, bittersweet relationship, mostly bitter, between the Bengals and their team that the idea that they don't take Joe Burrow, like Bengal fans will just start crying when they make their argument with you if you even suggest anything else. Look, here's the deal. You have the number one pick. Everyone has to listen to offers for the number one pick, but... If Joe Burrow goes number one overall, then the domino, the linchpin, the crucible part of the draft that impacts the top 10 and beyond most significantly is where does Tua go? 
And I still think there's a possibility the Carolina Panthers are going to move up to three and take Tua. Because I think it's a pretty good chance that Chase Young's going to go two. But what's going to happen at three? Are the Detroit Lions going to take a player at three? Could they draft Tua as the heir apparent to Matthew Stafford? Maybe. But I don't think that makes sense. I think if you're Matt Patricia, you want to try to win now. The best way to win now is to add a couple of assets for Matthew Stafford, maybe move back in the draft. I think somebody moves up to three to get Tua. I don't know who it's going to be. I could see the Panthers. I could see the uh, Chargers. I could see the Oakland Raiders. I think there are a lot of teams out there that aren't that convinced that their quarterback of the future is on the team. And they love Tua at number three overall. I think Tua will go three, and I think the Detroit Lions will move out of that third spot. Who will get him, I don't know. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, oh, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. 
Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We're joined now by Chris Mannix. You can follow him on Twitter at SI Chris Mannix. Chris, I want to start, uh, even though I know there's a big game last night with Zion going up against LeBron for the first time uh, in the NBA, but I want to start with the uh, Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder fight. And the first question for you is Have you ever heard a more ridiculous excuse than Deontay Wilder saying his face mask, his helmet, whatever you want to call that, his mask, weighed too much, and that was the reason why he lost? Well, it, it's boxing, and off the top of my head, I'm sure I have because there, there are you know excuses like this flow from a lot of guys after fights. What what shocked me was you know kind of the game of blame bingo he was playing. It, it's not just the you know the the outfit he wore out there. It was his assistant trainer's fault, and it was the referee's fault, and it was. Uh, uh, ex-fighter in the first row who was yelling at the trainer to stop the fight's fault. I mean, it was everybody else's fault, but his in that circumstance. And I, I don't get it. I mean, it, it it's just a bad look. I mean, what's really bad, what makes it worse, Clay, is that it was only about like eight months ago when Deontay Wilder went on some, some social media rants accusing Anthony Joshua of quitting. I mean, he, he was he was all over Joshua after that loss to, to Andy Ruiz. And in the aftermath of that, Joshua didn't say anything. He just said, you know, I lost. I'm going to take the rematch. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Wilder's taking the exact same or taking a completely different tact. And, you know, for a good guy, it's a bad look. So what happens now? He said that he is going to exercise a clause in his contract that allows him to get a rematch. Makes sense because he's going to make a lot of money from that. But... Is there that much interest in your mind? Effectively, these guys have fought 18 rounds, and it seems like for 17 of them, Tyson Fury has been pretty much, arguably, I know there's different scorecards, but pretty much the better boxer for them. Surely, Deontay Wilder still has a puncher's chance, but doesn't this feel a little bit like a Hail Mary for him based on what we've seen in the first two fights? Yeah, I mean, look, he's he's going to be a significant underdog, um, I agree with you that you know outside of the two rounds that had knockdowns in them, um, he, he lost you know most of those two fights. Uh, I think you can sell it by sort of positioning it as Deontay Wilder's last stand and and sort of 
spin it that way, and it is still too you know high level heavyweight, so there'll be interest. I think there'll certainly be less interest in this third fight than there was in the first two. But if you Deontay Wilder, and I had this conversation a couple of days ago with Eddie Hearn, who's the promoter for Anthony Joshua, who is as invested in anyone as anyone outside of the people involved in the outcome of these Wilder uh, and Fury fights. Eddie said to me, look, he's got nowhere else to go. If he doesn't take this fight, you know, the criticism would be huge. And what else is he going to do? Fight other guys for $5 million bucks? He'll probably make 30 $35 million in the third fight. And, and if nothing else, he'll walk away from the game with a huge payday. But the stakes couldn't be higher for, for Wilder here. I mean, you got not to go too far off topic, but, you know, I'm a Hall of Fame voter in, in boxing. If this is it for Deontay Wilder, I don't think I could vote for him for the Hall of Fame. Like, he's got a, a great record, but he's been a world champion once. His resume is not good. His most significant win is against a guy named Luis Ortiz, who, you know, at the time was probably 40, 45 maybe when he fought him. Uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, for Wilder, this is, you know, not just the, his career on the line, but maybe his legacy as well. For Deontay Wilder, uh, well, let me, get, let me go to Tyson Fury here for a sec. Tyson Fury obviously has had trouble dealing with success in his career. He's 31, but he the last time he had you know massive success, he had issues with depression, substance abuse. He put on a lot of weight. Is he now a fundamentally different person who will be able to handle the success that comes from winning a fight this big differently than he did earlier in his career? In your mind, you know it's it's really hard to say and. Look, I've gotten to know Tyson a little bit over the years. I was part of the broadcast team for his very first fight in the U.S. Uh, back in 2013. Um, I can't say I saw this coming then, you know, when when I, I first got to know him because at the time he was an incredibly motivated guy, had a, uh, a young family, had a boxing family as well uh, around him. I never saw that coming, so... I'd like to think that with more of a support system around him, which includes uh, Top Rank, uh, his U.S. promoter, that uh, that maybe things will definitely be different. But you just just never know with Tyson Fury. The one thing that tends to trigger him is this feeling like he's accomplished everything. And yeah. you know, listening to him talk after the fight is that you know he said this is the only belt I haven't won. Uh, you know, this means everything. I, I, there's a part of me that does wonder, you know, if, if something could go downhill as a result of that. You just, just really never know. If he is able to sort of maintain uh, his uh, his stability, how big of a superstar can he become going forward, given that he's only 31, and I feel like for a lot of people, this was his introduction on a major national stage? Oh, I think he can become the most popular fighter in boxing today, and and, and one of those, you know, great heavyweights of all time. I use the word can, you know, with kind of asterisks in the front and back of it, because in boxing, you are who you fight. I mean, Manny Pacquiao became a star, not because he was kind of this quirky guy from the Philippines, but because as he was, you know, you know winning fights, he was destroying the likes of Ricky Hatton and Miguel Cotto and, and, and Antonio Margarito and all these guys, Oscar De La Hoya, up, all the way up. If Tyson Fury over the next 18 months takes on the biggest challenges, and I'm talking about Deontay Wilder in the rematch. I'm talking about Anthony Joshua, maybe twice. Dillian White's out there as well. If he takes on the toughest tests and wins, the sky's the limit. I mean, we're still a country in a world 
that is obsessed with heavyweight boxing. And if Tyson puts on the type of performances that we saw against Deontay Wilder, I guess these other top-tier opponents, um, he is going to be huge. I mean, right now Canelo is the biggest star in boxing. A couple more performances like that, and Tyson Fury will pass him. We're talking to Chris Mannix at SI Chris Mannix. I put up a poll. I watched the fight. I paid $80 for it. Uh, I watched it on Saturday night. I put up a poll and said, how many of you paid for and watched this fight legally versus how many people stole it through streaming services or wherever else that they may go to pirate a feed? 60% of my uh, voters, and there were 25,000 people who voted in this Twitter poll, said that they stole it. They pirated it. Uh this has become, and I talked about it on my show on Monday, I said, look, you know, back in the day, you're around my age, when we grew up, if you were fortunate enough to watch WrestleMania or Mike Tyson on pay-per-view or Holyfield or any of those guys in the 80s and the 90s, piracy was hard to do, right? Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. that easy to go out and steal a boxing match which or a WWE event, which allowed uh, the overall value of pay-per-view events to grow. Does boxing have a major structural issue in the way that they monetize their fights in that well over half, I think, of the people who consume their product are doing so on a free ride basis? And does it maybe bring you back to the idea of HBO, Showtime, or even broadcast television spending a lot of money for these events as opposed to putting them on pay-per-view? Well, it does, um, you know, for, for a couple of reasons. One, there's too much on pay-per-view now to begin with. I mean, yeah. boxing's one of boxing's problems is that it it doesn't grow its audience by putting its most significant fights on pay per view to do a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand buys. Uh, the, the, the you know look as someone that works over at the zone, I, I get a uh, a pretty inside view about the things that these companies try to do and the outside companies they employ to try to you know ha- deal with the piracy issue. But yeah. it's like playing whack a mole. It's like playing whack a mole. Like right. every time you shut one down, another one pops up. I mean, I. I was recalling something, uh, one of the fights that DAZN did, there was a story out there about some guy that, you know, had thousands of people watching the fight through the lenses of his glasses. It was like a periscope <laughs> feed, right. and you could see it through the lenses. So this isn't, isn't going anywhere. One thing I, you mentioned that I would like to see boxing do is find a way to monetize these broadcast television shows. I mean, you know, there's been a couple of pay-per-views in 2019 that Fox did where I would have loved to have seen them marshal all the resources they did for the Fury Wilder fight, which includes, you know, WWE SmackDown on Fridays and college football games yep. in the fall. Marshal all those resources and find a way to make money by putting it on Broadcast Fox. I think that's the best way to grow the sport and the best way to eliminate all these private, uh, these piracy issues. Well, there's such a demand for big events, but when I, and, and look, I'm fortunate enough to be able to afford these things, but when I'm sitting in front of my television and I'm like, $80? You know, $80 yeah. for one fight? And I'm just trying to think about that in the context of, you know, I can go out and get, I think, Disney Plus or whatever the heck it is for like $7 a, a month. I can get an entire year of Disney Plus, access to every Disney movie that's ever existed. I'm not trying to do a preview commercial for Disney, by the <laughs> way. But for basically the same amount that I paid for Wilder Fury. Right, And I think for a lot of guys and girls out there who are sports fans, the streaming price point for these pay-per-view events is wildly out of whack compared to, look, I can get six months of Netflix 
for the same price that I can get Wilder Fury for you know 45 minutes because I'm not going to sit around and watch all the undercards on a fight like that, right? And I understand if you're out with a bunch of buddies and like one guy gets it and there's eight or ten of you sitting around having beers and watching it that it's not very expensive. But if you're trying to appeal to the dad like me who's got kids in bed and I'm trying to make a decision, 80 bucks seems pretty high. If that's on Fox broadcast television, it's a big event. I think you know 40 million people probably sit down and watch it. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, and I don't know why they they don't at least try it. I mean, I understand the complications in making money off boxing in on, on broadcast television. I mean, you you uh, you have to extend rounds almost even longer to you know a minute and a half between rounds to right. make a little bit of money on those fights. But I think it's doable and manageable. I mean, I, I when I was working for NBC, they they did extend the rounds a little bit longer uh, when uh, when some of those bigger fights happened on on main network NBC. So I'd like to see them try that. But, but boxing, they're just really bleeding the hardcores with all this stuff because yeah. there is an audience and it's a, it's a million plus yeah. that will, will absolutely pay 80 bucks every time these big fights come around. But it, the sport's trying to grow and it's trying to grow out of that little niche that's in right now. And it can't do it by consistently putting these types of fights on pay-per-view. We're talking to Chris Mannix at SI Chris Mannix. All right, let's pivot. Uh, last night, Zion versus LeBron. What did we learn? Well, we learned that LeBron continues to be awesome. I mean, I think that's for, for starters. I, I just came back from L.A. From, from about a week and, you know, trying to study LeBron a little bit and, and just how he still is maintaining this level of basketball. And it's just it's shocking how good he is. We learned that Alex Caruso is one of the best signings they had this offseason. Yeah. And that's two things right off the bat. I mean, the, the, you know, I, I, I wasn't watching that fully. I was part of the Celtics broadcast last night. But the, the – the, the plus-minus numbers for Alex Caruso this year are ridiculous. Playing with LeBron, he's like the best player, including Anthony Davis, uh, that plays with LeBron James, according to some of the stats. So the Lakers are really good, and the Pelicans, look, they're, they're going to get there, but as great as, as Zion is and can be, if that's the 1-8 matchup, it's a four-game series. There's just nobody on that Pelican team that can defend LeBron. Drew Holiday tried uh, for long stretches, but it, it just didn't work out there. So, it's a, it's a fun story in New Orleans, and they might even get that number eight seed. But if they do, um, it's going to be a quick learning experience for them. The Bucks go on the road, win against Toronto. They are now a bigger favorite to win the title than either the Clippers or the Lakers are. Now, a lot of you out there probably realize why, because the Eastern Conference is weaker, so their odds of getting to the NBA Finals are greater than whoever comes out of the West. Should the Bucks be as prohibitive of a favorite in your mind as they are to come out of the Eastern Conference? I mean, yes, but I don't think it's a cakewalk that so many other things. I think on paper, sure, they're significantly better than everyone else. Their size is going to overwhelm Boston. Their skill, uh, as you saw last night, is better than Toronto's, and the complete collapse of Philadelphia takes one another piece, another team out of the mix, but... The pressure on Milwaukee is so significant that I think that is going to be a factor in all this. And the one question I have, you know, roster-wise, is Eric Bledsoe. I mean, Eric Bledsoe, in the last two postseasons, finished it up with a whimper. He played extremely poorly against Boston in the conference semis when they lost a couple of years ago. And he played poorly like the rest of the team in the conference finals against Toronto last year. And, you know, the last couple of years... They've had kind. Of, they've been backstopped by Malcolm Brogdon there. You know, whenever Bledsoe didn't play well, you could plug Brogdon in, and it wouldn't be an issue. There's no Brogdon anymore. And while George Hill has played, you know, excellent shooting the basketball, he's not the two-way player that Brogdon is. So 
if if somehow you know history continues and Bledsoe doesn't play well in the postseason, that's an area of concern, I think, for Milwaukee. And then everything else can kind of pile up on top of it. So I still like the Bucks come out of the East and uh, for for sure there. And then who knows about a championship? But if this team goes down like two one in a series, that's when I start to wonder if all the pressure on them this year starts to pile up. How many teams, Chris Mannix, last question for you at SI Chris Mannix, how many teams in the West can win that conference? Oh, man. Uh, I think probably three or four. I mean, the two L.A. teams for sure. I'm morbidly fascinated by what Houston can do. I mean, yeah. that their their commitment to going all in a small ball is something. I, I'm like the last remaining member of Jazz Island out here you know, <laughs> as, as someone that – kind of pick them to go deep into the playoffs. They've been just bad defensively the last few games. But if they put it together, you know, they're a pretty complete team. So I would say, you know, probably four. But I'm still convinced that we're barreling towards that hallway series between the Lakers and Clippers. Then it comes down to, you know, are the Clippers this year's Toronto? Can Kawhi kind of stitch together a winning situation against an L.A. team that, as we just talked about, looks pretty complete at most positions. Outstanding stuff. Appreciate the time, my man. Uh, Good luck keeping up with uh, all the sports you're covering right now. You got it, Clay. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I believe we've got a fun little clip here from Jerry Judy, uh, Alabama wide receiver who's expected to be the first wide receiver off the board. Uh, He was uh, talking to the media, all the players going through Indianapolis at the Combine meeting uh, the media. Jerry Judy was asked about his nickname. So my last name, Judy. People sometimes call me short for Jew, like one Jew. So I just got a Jewish star. So I'm not Jewish, though. So Jerry Judy, honorary member of the uh, Jewish tribe, uh, wearing the uh, the star of David as a uh, as a reference to uh, to his nickname. Um, who knows where he's going to end up getting drafted? But I think this guy, along with CD Lamb, two best wide receivers that are available in this draft, and it seems like the NFL teams are just gaga over the amount of wide receiver talent that is out there in this draft. If you ask. Uh, talent scout evaluators and we'll have more of those guys as the week progresses and as we get closer certainly to the NFL draft in two months uh, which is taking place out in Las Vegas there are a lot of people out there that are uh, ecstatic about this wide receiver core and how much talent there is potentially in uh, the draft to be able to grab Um, so that is uh, that is going on the other big news and we'll hit on this as we start off hour two but I know some of you got to run into work as you're uh, off and about starting your mornings the big news here to follow I would say in the world of sports is what is the vote going to be the players association now has this CBA which has been approved by the owners and they are voting on it today and the player reps uh, voted 17 to 14 with one abstention to allow this new CBA to pass. It seems like the CBA is going to pass. It's going to be a close vote probably, uh, but it appears that the players are going to ratify this newest extension, which will take the NFL uh, to labor peace all the way up to 2030. And if you're wondering, well, what's the impact to me? I'm a fan of the NFL. It would take uh, the league to 17 games, as soon as the 2021 season would knock the preseason back to three games. And I believe if things get done soon, it would expand automatically the playoffs 
to 14 teams as soon as this offseason. So in other words, for 2020, we would be going to 14 playoff teams unless something changes. It gives the NFL the right to expand and add one wild card team in both the AFC and the NFC, and it allows the uh, the teams to take their uh, television rights to market, the owners to take the NFL television rights to market. It allows players to make 48% uh, percent of all the television revenue, and it guarantees, and I think this is a pretty big deal, it guarantees a increase of $100,000 per year for every player out there who is playing for uh, the league minimum. So that in and of itself, almost immediately, we talk a lot about high-end salaries, but there are a lot of guys playing for uh, low-end salaries. Yes, there are guys making $30 million a year plus, the Russell Wilsons of the world, to play quarterback in the NFL. There's also a lot of guys making you know six, $700,000 a year uh, to play in the NFL. Big difference in terms of their overall lifestyles and salaries. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my (laughs) Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. A lot going on in the world of sports. Let's dive into much of it, which is connected mostly to Indianapolis, Indiana, where the NFL Combine is presently going on. We will have guys taking the field tomorrow to run 40 shuttle drills, all of the physical uh, attributes associated with uh, that performance. But in the meantime, there is a lot of stories sort of percolating surrounding NFL free agency and the quarterback position in particular. I will get to that momentarily. First, uh, there is a big story to follow, which broke overnight. The NFL is voting the players on whether or not to accept the owner's CBA uh, offer. And that offer would increase the number of games being played to 17 starting in 2021 It would expand the playoffs to 14 uh, teams from 12, so one more wildcard team. The only team that would get a bye would be the overall number one seed. My expectation, and probably we'll know by tomorrow and we'll be talking about this, my expectation is this is going to pass, that the players are going to vote for it, and if that occurs, then the owners would almost immediately go to the marketplace, uh, to NBC, CBS, Uh, ESPN slash ABC and to Fox and say, show me the money, uh, Jerry Maguire style uh, and uh, Rod Tidwell style. And as a result, I think that the NFL would be be jumping into a big vault full of cash, Scrooge McDuck style. The players would get 48% of the overall revenues. The owners would keep 52%. There are reports that the NFL could as much as double their existing television revenue. Owners want to go to market now uh, because it's a good economy, notwithstanding what's happened the past couple of days as coronavirus fears have grown. Uh, And uh, low unemployment, you know who the president is, uh, and this is a marketplace where NFL ratings have increased for the past two years. If you wait till next year to go to the market, television ratings likely to come down uh, because they always go down, typically, at least some, in uh, a election year because there are people who will watch in the fall 
politics more than they will watch football, which is interesting in and of itself. Thursday night, Sunday night, some Saturday games, uh, all, all of that going on, Monday night football. There's just a distraction in the marketplace in an election year that doesn't exist in a non-election year. Uh, plus, you don't know who's going to be elected president. Uh, why not go ahead and lock in your money now? The NFL owners and players are on the same side. I think that's smart of them, and I believe this will pass. A little bit of data that's been reported by multiple people out there. Uh, all it takes, and this is confusing. I know a lot of people have gotten lost in this. All it takes in order for this to pass is 50% plus one vote. All of the eligible players can can vote. 50% plus one person, and this thing passes. We've got labor peace in the NFL until 2030. So we'll see what ends up happening with that vote. I would imagine we will know by tomorrow, maybe by later this evening, an official tally will be out as to whether or not the players have voted to ratify the NFL's offer from the owners and whether we're going to have labor peace and expanded NFL uh, season and an expanded NFL playoffs. That is going on right now. Lots of drama at the quarterback position. Want to hit you with a bunch of different audio clips here uh, just to give you a quick synopsis if you're waking up on the West Coast, as many of you are. First of all, Joe Burrow uh, is out there, and the question has been, does he really want to play for the Bengals? Could he possibly pull a John Elway or an Eli Manning and demand a trade and not play for the person who has the number one overall pick? He says he's going to play for whoever drafts him. I'll play whoever for, for whoever drafts me. You know, I'm I'm just not going to be presumptuous about you know what what they want to do. I it's the draft. You guys have been covering it for a long time. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, of course I want to be the first pick. You know, it's that's that's every kid's dream. You know, I'm I've worked really really hard for this opportunity, and I'm blessed to be in this position. And um, a lot of people helped me get here. Um, so I'm I'm just really excited to be in this place uncertainty about what might happen with uh, the quarterback positions at many teams. Let's start with the Tennessee Titans. I want to play this audio from John Robinson. The Titans have two big free agents that they could be contemplating franchising. Derrick Henry, who was the best running back in the league last year, and Ryan Tannehill, who had one of the best seasons of any quarterback. They're both unrestricted free agents. This is what John Robinson said. First, when asked about Ryan Tannehill. Second, when asked about Derrick Henry. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, he, he, he's under contract here for the next few weeks, and um, he did a great job for us. And... Um, you know, we'll, we'll start those those talks and, and see kind of where those go. And um, just like all the other players. Yeah, Derek had, Derek had a great year for us. I mean, he led the league in rushing. Um, he, he built off the second half of the 2018 season that he had. Um, he, he cares about his teammates. He works hard. Um, he's great in the community. And um, we're going to work through that one and, and, and do everything we can to try to keep him around. All right, so there's a difference there, right? If you listen to Ryan Tannehill, it sounds like the Titans are keeping their quarterback options open. When he answered the Derrick Henry question, he said, we're going to do everything we can to keep him around. If I had to assess based on those words, to me it would be likely, maybe, that the Titans are going to consider franchise tagging Derrick Henry, keeping him for at least one more year at a high contract as a running back, but not giving him long-term money, and that they might be willing to move on and look at other positions at quarterback. So that is what the Titans said. The Raiders also with Derek Carr. What's their commitment level? Are they going to draft a quarterback? Are they interested in the free agent market? Mike Mayock was asked about it. He had this to say. 
I'm very happy with our car. What I've told everybody I've been in touch with since the day I took this job is we're going to evaluate every position every year. And if we can get better, we will. And I guys get tired of me saying that, but that's really what I told Mark Davis before I took the job. And that, that's my mantra. Uh, so that is Mike Mayock. Doesn't necessarily sound like the Raiders are committed long-term to Derek Carr. This would be a third straight year for Derek Carr with John Gruden. Is it time to go young quarterback? Are they potentially going to make a move? We don't have audio of that, but Bruce Arians was asked about his future with Jameis Winston. He said, quote, Jameis Winston is an unknown quantity to me still. That's not necessarily a good endorsement if you are uh, if you are Jameis Winston. And he was also asked uh, for NFL quarterbacks he'd pick up the phone for in free agency. Bruce Arian said Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers is another guy. We'll see. That's according to Greg Allman from uh, The Athletic who tweeted out those quotes. So if you are a fan of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, the uncertainty surrounding Jameis Winston is also growing there. As if that were not enough... We also had Matt Rule, the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers, discussing what he believed was the future of his franchise as it pertains to Cam Newton. Cam Newton scheduled to make $19 million and change this year, one year remaining on his contract, only played in two games, coming off of surgery after being unhealthy. Matt Rule saying this about his quarterback. I'm unbelievably excited to get to get a chance to work with Cam. Um, I mean, he is a diligent guy. He's working so hard, um, both in Atlanta and in Carolina, to get himself healthy. You know, you meet him. He's, a, he's this massive man, impressive man. And um, I've really enjoyed getting to know him. I'm excited to get him healthy. Obviously, um, you know, that's the number one goal for us. Um, he's doing a great job of doing his part. We have to make sure that we're doing our part as we try to get him healthy for the 2020 season. I probably won't say about anybody that, they'll, hey, they'll be a starter. I'll try to be really, you know, um, especially in my first year, try to be really um, uh, disciplined about not promising things to certain guys. I'll just say that I really want him on the team, and I really want him to be healthy. And I won't speculate maybe on the future of really any player on our team, you know, but I'd like to get him healthy. I'd like to get him out there. All right, that is Matt Rule. I still don't believe that Cam Newton's going to be back. I don't believe that Jameis Winston's going to be back. I'm questioning now, based on those uh, those quotes from John Robinson, the GM, whether Ryan Tannehill is going to be back with the Titans, and I'm skeptical whether Derek Carr's going to be back. So put me down as a skeptic on all four of these guys, notwithstanding what exactly may be going on in terms of words versus actions. We'll see. Speaking of words versus actions. Want to pivot here for a minute. Uh, Dan Levitard, who has a uh, show on ESPN Radio, uh, took some shots at me yesterday on his radio program. I'm going to play the audio for you, and then I will tell you what I think. Yesterday on my show, I made it pretty straightforward. I said that I thought that uh, the decision which came out of ESPN to cancel Bamani Jones and Pablo Torre's show was a function of the continued failure of of woke sports and what I mean by woke sports is people who want to constantly bring politics into sports right identity politics meets sports that works on social media somewhat on Twitter I don't think it works in real life I think the great thing about sports in America is in this identity politics laden era sports is the last place where everybody is 100% treated equal it doesn't matter who you sleep with it doesn't matter who where you were born It doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter what religion you are. It doesn't matter what ethnicity you are. The scoreboard doesn't change. 
right? I coach Little League basketball. I coach Little League baseball. I coach uh, flag football. I've coached it all, right? The great thing about the kids out there is they understand an important lesson from sports. It's that we're all equal. The scoreboard doesn't change based on your identity. There are a lot of people out there that want the scoreboard to change based on your identity. I think sports fundamentally rejects that because it's the ant- it's the antithesis of sports, right? Nobody starts off with more points on a scoreboard when a game begins because of their identity. And I think that's what makes sports so pure. I think that's why so many people respond well to sports, particularly in this day and age when there's so much negativity out there, when there's so many people who want to drag us into into the depths of despair over and over and over again. I think sports is a uniting fabric for all of us, an important connective tissue in a time where there are so many different identities that want to tear us apart, particularly in the political realm, okay? So Dan Lebitard was upset that Bomani Jones' show got canceled, and he decided to take shots at me. Now, I think Dan is not happy at ESPN in general. I think he's not happy at ESPN. I think he wants to leave. I think this is him projecting. I'm happy. I like my radio show. I like the people that I work with. I like doing my television show at Fox. I don't really want to go anywhere. I think Dan wants out at ESPN. It's why he's ripping his bosses publicly on the air about their decision to cancel Bamani Jones' show. And I think it's why he's also ripping me. But to be fair, he ripped me on his show. I'll play the audio for you, and then I will respond. Here is this audio. It's focused on, by the way, before I play it for you, focused on a story that I did, I believe it was last year, maybe even the year before, about John Skipper, the former president at ESPN. He resigned and said he was resigning because of a cocaine extortion plot. Right after that resignation, he went out to a bar, restaurant, with Dan Lebitard, who had flown to North Carolina to be with him. I wrote about that on my website and posted a photo of the two of them drinking at the bar. Uh, I talked to the people at the restaurant, confirmed that they had served uh, both men, and in the photo, you can see them both sitting with uh, with drinks in front of them. And in particular, uh, the, uh, the, the person who sent me the photo of them out drinking, and remember, this is when John Skipper says he's going to rehab, the person who sent me the photo of them out drinking talked with the bartender specifically and said that not only did they consume martinis, they had ordered beef eater gin. Um, Look, that's pretty specific. Photo proves it. Uh, And I don't have a problem with anybody who drinks. But if you're going to argue, hey, I need to go to rehab, and then you're going to go out in public and belly up at the bar and drink together, I don't think it's wrong for somebody like me who gets tipped off to write about this story. So Dan Levitard, still angry about that. He uh, took some shots at me on his radio program. Here is that audio. At 6 o'clock that night, we go to a restaurant to have dinner, and we're sitting at the bar, and he happens to have a martini glass. We were not rip-roaring drunk. We were not drinking. It's just a martini glass. And after taking pictures with a bunch of people in that place and signing autographs and doing everything else, somebody sends to Clay Travis that photo, and he immediately puts it up on the Internet. And I'm sitting there trying to help somebody at their lowest moment and the, the, road, the road to hell paved with good intentions. That's what happens. A PR crisis where it looks like I'm partying with a friend who's headed to rehab. It's totally unfair, but it's what this dude traffics in. Like, it's, it's what, he's a lawyer. 
He's an otherwise smart person. Maybe he's smart for just doing this for profit, but I really do question the sincerity. He's carved his own lane, but it's a hateful lane. It's a divisive lane. It's a profitable lane for him, but he's the one who's got to wake up in the morning and look in the mirror on that one because he's got to live with, uh, I mean, what he did to me is nothing compared to what he's doing daily in order to line his pockets because I don't believe what he's doing is sincere. I believe he's just dragging people around the nose with, a narrative. See, and this is something that happens all the time, right? I'm used to people talking about me because our show has become wildly popular. I mean, in an era when you hope that you can just retain the audience that you have on a day-to-day basis, we're up 50% in adults in the last year, nationwide. This show works in all 50 states. And the reason why this show works is because I sit down with you for three hours every morning and I try to be 100% honest. And I tell you exactly what I think. And that upsets a lot of people. Because people like Dan Levitard, first of all, his story doesn't even add up. If you were out with somebody who was going to rehab, would you first of all sit at a bar? Would you secondly either, I don't even know what he was saying there. We weren't rip-roaring drunk. We didn't even have any drink. I don't even know what he's saying there. But if you're going out with somebody who's going to rehab. Would you sit at a bar and have any drinks at all with that person? If they truly, you believe, have substance abuse issues? doesn't make sense to me. Nothing that he said in that part makes sense at all. And my goal is and always has been to be as honest as possible with my audience and to hold other people who I believe are behaving in a hypocritical manner to the same standard that I hold myself to, which is if you go look at every opinion that I've ever had in the history of writing, in the history of this radio program, you may not agree with it, but there is a logic to it, right? I treat pretty much everybody the exact same. Now, you may not like the way that I treat somebody because you may be a fan of LeBron or you may be a fan of Tom Brady. Or you may be a fan of Bill Belichick or Steve Kerr or whoever that is. But I treat everybody, regardless of their identity, the exact same. Dan Levitard doesn't. He plays favorites based on how people look. And he tries to carve up, in his worldview, different treatments for different people based on their identities. And what you have found is people like me who try to treat everybody the exact same Those people who want to be identity politics laden, they're offended by that. They think that we need a different set of rules for a variety of people. You should treat people who are of certain ethnicities different. You should treat people of different races different. You should treat people of different uh, sexes different. And my position is no, I'm going to treat everybody the exact same. That's the most fair that I can be. And I think that what people like Dan Levitard are doing is actually divisive. And I think what I am doing is trying to bring everybody together. But I think ultimately, when somebody like Dan Levitard goes on his program and takes shots at me, first of all, I enjoy it, right? Let's be honest. I am like a pig. I love being down in the muck. I like arguing. Remember, this is the guy who went on CNN and said he only believes in two things 100%, the First Amendment and boobs. Uh, But what I find interesting is when I come out and I say, like, hey, I'm pro-choice, or I'm anti the death penalty. Those are two political opinions that I have. Nobody ever questions them. 
Nobody ever says, I don't believe that Clay Travis is pro-choice or he's anti-the-death penalty. If you have socially liberal opinions, then people expect that that's totally true. When I come out and I say, hey, just try to be 100% honest with you, not telling you what you should be doing. If it's Donald Trump versus Bernie Sanders in the 2020 presidential election, I'm going to vote for Donald Trump because I'm a capitalist. Never voted for a Republican before, voted for Gary Johnson, voted for Obama twice. But the reason why I share that with you is I'm trying to be as 100% authentic as possible. You can agree or disagree with me on every single issue on this show. But the thing that I think the reason why this show is growing is because authenticity is so rare that even people who don't like me or even people who disagree with me, they appreciate the fact that somebody is saying exactly what they think. And I think that much of what the Dan Levitards of the world are saying is phony. I think they're trying to play to a small category of people on social media to make sure that they're popular there. I don't give a damn. I come on every single day and say exactly what I think. You don't believe me? Ask my wife. My wife doesn't listen to the show very often. Do you know why? Because she says if she puts it on while she's working out, she constantly thinks, Clay, you can't say that. If you talk to my wife, she would tell you that I say the exact same thing on the radio as I do in private conversations with her. My theory on what makes good radio is stripping away all of the artificiality. Coming on and saying to you guys the exact same thing that I would say to my wife in conversations with her in the privacy of our house about every opinion that I've got under the world and under the sun. And I think, I'll bring in the crew quickly here, I think my crew, which obviously doesn't know me as well as my wife, but has spent a lot of time working with me, would say that off the air, I pretty much say the same things that I say on the air. So I think the problem that Dan Lebetard has is he's not able to say what he actually thinks on his radio program because he's unhappy at ESPN. And I think ultimately what this is about is people know that I'm kicking their ass all over the place in the radio space nationwide, and they're frustrated because I'm having success and they aren't. And that's really what Dan Lebetard's complaining about. He wants out at ESPN. It's why he's ripping his bosses. It's why he's unhappy in general. Maybe he'd be happier doing a podcast. Maybe he wants to go work with John Skipper at DAZN. I don't have anything against John Skipper. I think he's a smart dude who's made a lot of good decisions, but some of them I disagree with. And I'm in the opinion business, and so when I disagree with your opinion, I'm going to fire away at it. Doesn't mean I dislike you. Doesn't mean I wouldn't go out and have a beer with you. Doesn't mean I probably wouldn't enjoy having dinner with you. Doesn't mean I might not even work with you someday. Just means that I'm going to tell you exactly what I think for better or worse. Now, the positive is, some people you have to worry about, hey, are they really being honest with me? For better or worse, I'm being completely honest with you every day. Let me bring in the crew quickly here. What do you guys think about that? Do I act differently in terms of my opinions off the air versus on the air? Other than I might curse off the air sometimes. We have FCC restrictions we have to worry about. But otherwise, do I say pretty much the same thing on the radio that I would say off the radio? Same take during commercial breaks. Same away from the mic as you are on the mic. And the girl I'm dating right now, she calls you a lovable a-hole. I can see that. Which is why she likes listening to you. You are authentic. I think people can catch that out of the speakers. Obviously, Dan doesn't listen to the show. He just... He doesn't get the show. No, he sees clips and maybe, you know, obviously looks at your Twitter, which is what he was responding to. 
But as far as knowing if you're sincere or not, he couldn't know that. He doesn't know you. Well, I think also I would have to be the greatest actor of all time. And I'm not a good actor. If you've ever watched the skits that we do on Lock It In, oh, I'm not a very good yeah. actor. You're the I can't worst. Act. Out of the crew, you're the worst. I can, I can, I'm good on television. <laughs> Like, when I'm just being me, yeah. like when I'm being natural. But if you give me scripts, like lines to memorize, and I have to go deliver them, I yeah. can't do it. I was laughing my ass off yesterday when you kept dropping the basketball. Yes. Well, TV. I had to prove. I got accused right. of having small hands, so I had to, I had to prove that I had. Which, uh, which it, was, it was great watching you keep dropping the ball and try to put it over your head. But had they told you off the air when you're here in L.A. on the Fox lot, Clay, we want to film you doing this, and here's your couple of lines – you could tell you're reading the lines. You're yes. a bad. Actor. I don't like to memor- I don't like to memorize yeah. anything. Yeah, you're really good live. You're really bad taped. Yes. What about you, Dub? I mean, you don't know me uh, incredibly, but but like, do I sound different or behave different off the air than I behave on the air? Is Not in my dead? experience. I mean, yes. obviously, you know, a few curse words. In my ear. Yeah, you're yeah. you're back up. Uh, yeah, just yeah, a few back. curse words here there, but uh, but uh, yeah, but yeah. Well, other than that. Which you know, it would be nice if we could just fire off those curse words on air. But obviously, we yeah, got some. I would love on that, if we yeah, did not have that, FCC restrictions <laughs> and we could say anything. But other than that, we obviously have the constraints of we have you know the system that's in place here. Uh, Eddie and and Roberto, like you guys do the show. Yeah, I, I that's the that's probably the criticism that that you know the Dan Levitards of the world levy the most. Oh, Clay Travis is inauthentic. He's divisive. He's he's playing a role. You guys buy into that at all? No, you're you're, you're exactly the way you are off the air, and except with a lot more cursing. I mean, I, I just I think it's interesting, and you could say, well, why do you respond? And one, I'm entertained by it, right? So I'll take the clip from Dan Lebitard's ESPN show. We'll play it here. But two, I, I just I mean, I try to be as honest as I possibly can every day. So if we get criticism from a national show and people want to rip me by name, I'll bring it on and let you guys hear it and let you hear my response to it. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, oh, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at OReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's OReillyAuto.com slash 2pros.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my day. <laughs> Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their toyo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Joined now by Shannon Spake. You can find her on Twitter at Shannon Spake. Let's start here, Shannon. Uh, The Carolina Panthers say they are committed to Cam Newton. Do you believe that? Hi, Clay. Uh, How was your vacation? (laughs) It was good. Mexico was not bad other than I got shoved into a uh, pole by a Mexican man on a zip line. Um, It was near disaster. There's so much to read into that. Um, Anyways, uh, the question, I, I don't know, listening to Matt Rule, I don't know if I necessarily, I mean, committed to him to have him on the team, but I did not hear him say that he was committed to him to be the starter, right? Yeah. I heard that he thinks he's a great teammate and he's, you know, he, he has value and he brings a lot of value to the team. And I believe all that stuff because I do think that he is, um, the guys on the team love him. He's a leader. He is talented, but I didn't, I mean, I, and what I heard was him say, I'm not going to commit to anybody in my first year being a starter. 
So, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't – it is surprising to me. I, I did think that the Carolina Panthers would at least start to move in a different direction, uh, begin a rebuilding. Uh, maybe that is with Cam Newton to kind of bring somebody up and, and help kind of um, help, help uh, uh, craft someone and, and mentor someone. Uh, but I did not hear them say that he was committed to him being the starter. Uh, so I think it's interesting. I, this whole this whole free agency and this whole NFL season is so crazy to me. I think it's great for us who in the TV industry that covered the NFL because I think there's going to be a lot of interest in terms of the guys that are coming in and the moves that could possibly be made, particularly with that, that quarterback position. Uh, so I, I love it as a TV person, and I'm looking forward to the storylines playing out. Do you buy into the idea – that Tom Brady is going to leave New England at all? Like, if you um, were, like, would you be stunned beyond belief if he left New England to go anywhere other than play for the Patriots next year? No, I would not be stunned. I think, as you've said many times, like, where there's smoke, there's fire. I think that he is definitely, if he thinks that he can win a Super Bowl at New England, that's where he's going to stay. If he thinks he can win a Super Bowl somewhere else, I think that's where he's going to go. I think he wants another ring. And I think that's all that it is about for him. I mean, you know, he's got, you know, a year, two years left. And, uh, but I do think, I, I think some of the, some of the teams that they've thrown around, I heard somebody on the radio say that, that a big market is where Tom's going to want to go to build his brand for post NFL. And I, I thought that that was like a really interesting take, right? You know, you've got the, the TV 12 and all that stuff that he wants to move in that direction, life after, after football. And I think that being in a bigger market would be able to do that. But then again, the Tampa Bay thing really interests me as well. I think that's like so interesting because, because of the receivers that they have there, because of the talent that they have. But I think if Tom does leave, it's going to be to a place where he knows 100% he can win a Super Bowl. I know you grew up a Dolphin fan, and at some point along the road they broke you. But yeah, having yeah. said that, do you <laughs> want the Dolphins to get Tua? I, you know, it's funny. Tua, to me, is like really interesting, Clay, because I feel like there's a lot of questions. I, you know, I know what we saw him do at Alabama, but then the injury, and I just feel like there's a lot of questions. I, I don't know, and I, and you brought up Carolina, maybe, maybe, um, maybe trading up or yes. doing stuff to get to too, and I think that's interesting as well. Um, I know I work with Larry McReynolds, who's a huge Alabama fan. He loves them. Everyone, you know, obviously there's a lot of stock in him, but I, I have questions about him just because of those injuries and because of, of what he can do. I, and I do think, listen, I think with that quarterback position, I know I heard you guys talking about possibly Jameis going to Chicago or this person. I think there's a lot, I think there's a lot of GMs that, that that seat could get pretty hot, particularly, I mean, when you look at a guy like Ryan Pace up at, at, at Chicago, right? He, I mean, he got so much, so much uh, backlash this this year because of the, the Trubisky thing, right? So his next decision, especially a quarterback, has to be the right one, don't you think? And, and Jason Light down in Tampa Bay, same kind of thing. That seat gets really hot for a lot of GMs. So making that move, regardless of what it is, I think it's. I think there's a lot of guys that are really going to be thinking about who they're going to bring in to, to be under center. I, I don't doubt it at all. I mean, I think this is going to be the most entertaining, exciting, uh, and potentially explosive. NFL offseason at the quarterback position that we have ever seen um, and that's saying something I mean a lot of times we don't have a lot of free agents or we have like one guy you know the Kirk Cousins story or you got Peyton Manning or Brett Favre or whatever it is there are so many different moving parts here that guys like Teddy Bridgewater and Ryan Tannehill and Marcus Mariota are kind of mm-hmm. getting overshadowed because of the Brady the Phillip Rivers all of that drama that's out there really the only answer we've gotten so far has been that, that Drew Brees is coming back for another year, uh, and even that is uh, is uh, a little bit uncertain about what they're going to do with Taysom Hill going forward. Are they going to be able to lock him in? There's lots of I different... I love that kid, by the way. Yeah. Have you met him? Do you uh, know I... him? 
Yeah, I think he's awesome. I covered him at BYU as well, and I, I spoke with him last year. Um, I had a really great conversation with him pregame. I basically walked up to him, and I was like, is anybody having more fun than you right now? I, I mean, just he, he's just so fun to watch. And, and, you know, I asked him a couple of questions, like, about playing behind Drew, uh, what position he considered himself, who he, who he practices with. Like, I wanted to know, like, all these things about what is his week like, you know, in terms of – because he is that sort of, like, guy that can go in and, and play so many different positions. But I just think he's great. I enjoyed covering, covering him in college. I think I, I covered him in, like, a BYU-Utah game one time uh, and maybe one other game of his, but I think he's so much fun to watch. He destroyed Texas for two straight years at BYU. I'm sure that partly they enjoy the success that he's had in the NFL, uh, you know, sort of the Swiss Army knife of the New Orleans yeah. Saints offense because they couldn't stop him at all, and it has to make them feel a little bit better uh, about how good he's been able to go. All right, so let's shift into uh, to racing here for a minute. I know sure. you th- that the uh, the race is going on out in Fontana this uh, this Sunday, but before that, the Daytona 500 happens, Ryan Newman's injury, it appears that he's going to be perfectly fine. He walks out wow. of the hospital, uh, but that was a devastating crash. How amazing is it to have him recover so nearly completely already? So it's funny, Clay, that you and I were having this conversation, I think, at the Super Bowl, right, about covering these types of situations, I, yes. I think, right after the Kobe Bryant thing. And I had told you that I had never personally covered one, but but with Dan Weldon when he died in the Indy car, my, my girlfriend Jamie Little had covered it, was at the hospital. So this was my first experience. I, I've seen horrific wrecks in NASCAR. Um, we've seen drivers have to, to be taken out in ambulances. A couple, uh, two years ago, uh, Eric Almarola, he, he, had, uh, he broke his back at a race in Kansas. So we saw that. But I'll tell you, when, when we're watching the feeds, we have different feeds at our studio, and we're watching this feed of, of what's going on with Ryan Newman's car, and, and you're not seeing movement, and you're not seeing this, and you're looking for stuff, and you're speculating, and you're holding, you're holding your breath, you know, because you just don't know. When, when the car, when Corey LaJoy's car hit Ryan Newman on that driver's side while the car was upside down, that's the most vulnerable part of the race car. Ryan Newman is a bigger guy. Um, you know, he sits up higher in his, in his seat. Uh, we knew it. At the time, we, we just thought it was really, really bad. And you watch the replays over and over again. We saw him being pulled from the, um, from the car, taken to the hospital. And then we sat there and waited at the studio. We were in live programming on FS1, college basketball. And so we were waiting to do an update, and we would cut in live in a college basketball. And while we were sitting there, we were planning. We didn't know what we were going to have to talk about. We didn't know what we were going to report but we were planning, you know, for both for the scenarios. Worst. Yeah. The worst, obviously, both scenarios. The worst, and, and and that they announced that Ryan's well. And when I went on air, we we did a cut in in the basketball game. And when I went on air and I threw out to Steve O'Donnell, uh, who is the re- representative from NASCAR, who gave the statement, I didn't know what he was going to say. I had no idea what I was throwing to. And we had both scenarios mapped out, so when we came back to studio, we, we would be able to discuss. Thank God. It was the one, it was the positive one, and we were able to move in that direction. I've known Ryan for 15 years. We all do, right? We all know him in the NASCAR garage. Um, you know, I've, we've texted um, over the last week or so. Uh, it's incredible um, that, that he uh, didn't sustain anything. I mean, he has a head injury, and he's announced that. But the fact that he walked out of that hospital two days later, two days later when we were all kind of, planning for the worst it was incredible is it the most challenging thing you've ever had to do in your broadcast career to have a story that serious and not know which way it's going to go 
Yeah, I, it was really hard. I, I told someone I'm so happy that I'm where I am in my career, that I've had so many different experiences. That I feel like I was kind of, um, I, I knew how to fall back on some of my um, experiences, right? Like you kind of know how to handle things. And um, I, I don't know if I would have been able to handle something like that very early in my career because it, you know, it's, it's, you're trying to, you're trying to keep it together. You realize that, and this is one thing that I do a lot on, um, when I, when I do football as well, I realize that when I'm reporting on an injury for a player, Clay, like uh, their family could, I'm like the one voice that they might be hearing right. right about what's going on with their, with their child. If I'm, if I'm covering college or, or with their husband, if I'm on the NFL. And so that's a, that's a position that I take pretty seriously and you want to do it the right way because you're possibly the one voice. Shannon Spake, I appreciate you. Got to get to a break. We'll talk to you again next week. All right. Talk to you soon, Clay. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What should we be paying attention to as the day progresses? What's going to happen with the NFL CBA? That's the biggest storyline that is out there. The NFL players now able to vote Will they or won't they ratify the offer of the owners? If they do, and I tend to think that they will, uh, I think it's going to be a close vote, but remember all they need is 50% plus one, one guy over 50%, 2,500-ish NFL players able to vote on this NFL CBA. Only the voters are counted. So it's not like you need 50% plus one of all of the players. You need 50% plus one of the players that actually vote. I believe it's likely to pass. What does that mean for fans of the sport? It means we would go soon, probably not 2020, wouldn't be 2020, but in 2021, as soon as 2021, we would go to a 17-game season. We would see an expansion of the playoffs potentially immediately uh, where each uh, conference, the AFC and the NFC, would add one playoff team. So we would have 14 playoff teams in the NFL instead of 12. The only team that would get a bye uh, would be the uh, would be the overall number one seed in the AFC and the NFC. Everybody else would play. It would mean we'd have six wildcard weekend games as opposed to the four that we have right now. So that is worth following. That is the biggest story that is coming out of the world of sports today. What is going to happen there? The owners want to go ahead and sell to NBC, CBS, Fox, and uh, and uh, Disney ABC. One big news story that happened yesterday, which we didn't touch on and could impact the overall NFL negotiations, is the CEO of Disney, Bob Iger, uh, stepping down as the CEO of Disney. He is going to be replaced. He'll be the executive chairman for a while. But the expectation was that Iger was going to be a big proponent for the uh, money being spent by Disney to bring potentially Monday Night Football to ABC. We've talked about this, potentially Disney uh, slash ESPN slash ABC going to hire away Tony Romo. That's a story that's worth following as well. But how committed, if at all, will Disney, ABC, ESPN be to the NFL? Maybe it changes a bit with Bob Iger gone. Maybe it doesn't change at all. That's a story worth following. But in the meantime, the CBA being voted on, we'll probably talk about it a lot tomorrow. Big impact, major story that could give the NFL labor peace all the way up until 2030. Appreciate all of you guys hanging out with us. This has been the Wednesday edition of the program. Go download the podcast. You can search it out with my name, Clay Travis, or with OutKick on iTunes. This has been OutKick, the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis.
Your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.